Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will try to be nice to movies unless of course they need to be sliced and diced. Each and every month there's a thing and as it's January I'm doing Drag in URA, which is my look at drag movies because let's just face it, January just drags in. This week's is Mrs. Doubtfire starring the late great Robin Williams. I've seen this movie many, many times, although not since the very late 90s. And I just love the fact this is unapologetically 90s. I mean, Jesus, jinkies, this can't be any more 90s. Early 90s at that. Anyway, I also love the fact that in full makeup, Robin Williams would go into adult bookstores and buy stuff just to get reaction from people because that's what shit he would do. I mean, I just love that. I mean, hmm. I also love the fact this is the story of a father going to extreme lengths to see his kids. Something that not a lot of movies actually touch upon is that the father barely gets vegetation rights or barely gets the full custody rights to their children. Something which should have been equally balanced out. I mean, hello. Now, I pissed off the feminists. Let's just dive into this one then, shall we? With its $25 billion budget, this thing pulled in $441 million. Starring Robin Williams, Sally Fields, Pierce Brosnan, Harvey Firestein, Lisa Jacob, Matthew Lawrence, Maria Wilson and Robert Prosky. Directed by Chris Columbus of the plot. Hey, down on his luck, voiceover actor is going through a divorce. Having lost his job, house and kids, he goes to extreme lengths in order to see his children which is dressing up as an elderly Scottish nanny. Things get worse when his ex-wife starts dating a self-centred douchebag. Can he stop his ex from marrying a bad one? Will he get his life back? And how will he get back on TV? I find out here. So, the movie opens up on a Tweety Bird type character, voiced by Daniel Hillard played by the late great Robin Williams, who is fired when he speaks out about how not Tweety has to ask for a cigarette as his last request and he refused to promote smoking in a children's cartoon. So for that, he is fired. Was that even legal in the 90s? Hmm. With that, he picks up his kids. Eldest Lydia, played by Lisa Jacob, his son Chris, played by Matthew Lawrence, and his youngest Natalie, played by... Myra Wilson. They're all pleased to see him until Lydia points out he's been fired. And I never noticed this was a Lawrence until I done some research on this movie for crying out loud. He's a fucking, was he, Joey Lawrence's little brother? I thought someone the hell he is. Everything on. Also, Lydia doesn't play this character quite right. She's supposed to be a know all little spoiled princess sort of thing. But she's not very standoffish and she's not very 90s angsty teen. But moving on. Things go from bad to worse when his wife, Miranda, played by Sally Fields, come home to a literal zoo as Daniel is throwing a 12th birthday party blowout for Chris, complete with a bloody well petting zoo and fucking kids are hanging off fucking chandeliers, they're jumping on the furniture, they're on, on the tables, there's shit everywhere, my god, I'm going off her bloody head. When she sees this, she explodes and demands a divorce. Cut to them fighting while cleaning up as the kids listen from the top of the stairs. It's all very melodramatic in the 90s. Because divorce was a big hot topic button in the 90s. It's a big really well deal. People get divorced and move on. Cut to days later as Daniel 
has moved in with his gay makeup artist brother, Frank, played by Harvey Firestein, until he can find a place of his own. And I'm loving the fact that the brother has to deal with the Jewish mother on the phone as Daniel ducks and dodges her concerns. Also love the fact that it's no big deal. Daniel has a gay brother. Unfortunately, he's a makeup artist, but we can't have all now, can we? Also, he's a bit of a bitch, but meh. This was huge in the early 90s. Also, this is a kid's movie from the 90s. They have gay characters are just perfectly fine. Cut two weeks later, in the divorce court, as the judge grants Miranda her divorce and full custody of the kids, with Daniel getting visitation rights once a week. Harsh, but fair. After all, he has no job nor home, but still is a tad harsh. However, the judge does give him a lifeline, 90 days to get a job, a home, and maybe he'll get his kids back. So there's a sliver of hope, light at the end of the tunnel. Unfortunately, that's a train coming towards you, moving on. Unfortunately, there's a social worker, Mrs. Selner, played by Anne Hanny, to deal with. Ah, she's uptight, no-nonsense, complete utter bitch. Still three months to get his life on track. Uh, what can go wrong? So with that, Daniel packs the last of his stuff and leaves, giving Chris a pep talk. That is not his fault, and this has been bubbling under the surface for years, so why not fucking deal with it? Hmm. Natalie adds yet more guilt by asking him to stay to finish reading Charlotte's Web. After all, Grandma can't do the voices. Thankfully, all Lydia says is she will miss him. Isn't this supposed to be the fucking 90s? She's 15. Shouldn't she be a bratty goth by now? Or at least, the very least, standoffish. Maybe it's just my old bloody well ass trying to reach, uh, to reach realism in a Disney movie from the 90s. But come on, she just sits there and goes, eh, whatever, we'll go on with it sort of thing. Anyway, on to Mrs. Selner. She gives Daniel a hard time laying down the law and not cracking a smile when he plays the fool in the whole what's your talent sort of thing and he does all the voices and such and such. And note, Williams would do between 15 and 20 takes on each scene trying to find the funny. Also, Columbus would run three cameras at one time in order to do Williams' improv because I think 60% of this movie was actually improv by Williams. Anyway, Got time getting a job at a local TV station as a handyman. On to Daniel's main problem, Stu, played by Pierce Brosnan, pre-James Bond, but still as smooth and still as charming as he charms the pants off of Miranda. She is an interior designer and is hired to finish off his upmarket B&B. Seems he to know each other from years earlier and they went to the same high school or college as each other, so hmm. And now she's single, he can prove, sorry, pour on the charm and win her back. What the fuck, is she a fucking prize at the Bloody Bell Fair? She already has it all, a good job, well-behaved kids, a nice house, supporting family. Why does she need a man? Oh, why, yes, of course, this is the fucking 90s, of course she needs a man. Hmm. Cut to Daniel's, too small for him, flat, above a cafe for some reason, where him and the kids are having a takeout dinner. He tells them the place isn't much now, but once he settles in, it'll be home, away from home. It's here Lydia gives him a hard time. Now she goes, oh, anxiety on his mmm. Miranda then shows up an hour earlier to collect the kids, and that's a bitch move right bloody well there. However, Daniel won't let the kids run off to her. 
saying, quote, they're head goddamn kids too. Something Natalie spews back at her. And this puts Daniel in Miranda's bad graces because he taught a five-year-old how to swear. And by the way, for a kid's movie, this has a lot of swearing in it. I mean, for crying out loud, so, hmm. Moving on. It's here. Daniel finds out about Miranda is looking for a housekeeper. So he changes the number and the advert she goes and place in the paper and then calls up dozens of times pretending to be bad nannies until he's hired as Mrs. Doubtfire, a Scottish nanny. So with that, Daniel heads to his brother's to be made up to look like an old woman. Cut to Williams in multiple drag personas, some of which I swear to God have been on RuPaul's Drag Race. And one thing about this phone call stuff, shouldn't Miranda have recognised Daniel's voice? After all, they've been married for 15 years. Hmm. The drag makeovers don't work, so they have to go the full prosthetic face masks. And note, real makeup took four hours a day to apply to Williams. Anyway, with the mask done, it's on with the false teeth, the old woman glasses, tweed, and BOOM! Mrs. Doubtfire is born all scored to luck be a lady tonight by Frank Sinatra. Very on the nose music here, very, very on the nose music. It's now a Monday night, so it's our big introduction to Mrs. Doubtfire as Miranda introduces her to the kids who are a little shocked she is so tall. Now, again, shouldn't have Miranda not recognised Daniel. After all, you can see that as Robbie Williams a mile away from under that makeup. But it's a kid's movie, so I'm going to roll with it. And uh, just like that, Stifer is hired on the spot. And not the fact that Miranda doesn't cotton on that Missy Stifer knows where everything is in the kitchen and indeed all over the bloody bell house. Hello, love. Red flag. Over tea, Miranda does nothing but bash Daniel. That's a bitch move right there, but moving the fuck right on because she bashes him constantly. So after tea, Daniel heads home in full drag, where on the bus she is hit on by the male bus driver. Getting home, she bumps into Mrs. Selner, so has to pretend to be Daniel's older sister. And here it goes from funny to ridiculous as he struggles to get in and out of drag. All because if you got, she comes every Monday and Friday night. Hello, shouldn't you have that one on a fucking calendar? One thing, shouldn't she know Daniel doesn't have a big sister? Only an older brother or younger brother, but he is. She has the fucking court records, hello. Anyway, while getting in and out of full body drag suit, Daniel drops his mask out the window, which is run over by a dump truck. So he has to use icing to hide his face, calling it a face mask. Luckily the place is a tip, so the old bat, Mrs. Selner, has plenty of stuff to write down on her little fucking reports. As Daniel rushes from drag to man, scaring some kids across the street getting out of his dress. And this stuff is hilarious. However, I feel it goes on just a tad long. I mean, the jokes stretch too much. And note, the mask falling to the ground was 50 takes just to get it just so. Once Mrs. Stillner is gone, Daniel goes over to his brother to get a new mask. And before I leave this whole scene, the face mask that uh, Daniel uses was supposed to be avocado, but it was changed to meringue. Because apparently the avocado face mask made Williams look fucking horrendous, so changed it to meringue. And it is funny. I also love the fact that he just, he just headbutts the cake and his entire face and neck is covered in this thing. But moving on. 
Anyway, next day, after working eight hours on a TV station, packing boxes of old tapes, he heads to his doubtfire job another four hours as a nanny. How the fuck does he do that one? Daniel, as Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, butts heads with Lydia as she wants to watch TV and not do her homework. So uh, Daniel gets him to clean the house as he sits drinking iced tea and reading the newspaper. Anyway, much later, while cooking dinner, Daniel sets Mrs. Doubtfire's boobs alight. So he can't cook, so he has to hire in food. How in the fuck does he afford this five times a week? I mean, it's, what is it, $137 or something like that per meal? Moving the fuck right on, and also talk about a hot flush. Returning home, Daniel's hit on again by the bus driver, and he doesn't even mind that uh, she has hairy legs. I mean, or folks are boat mates, moving on. Cut to a montage of Mrs. Dipfire hanging out with the kids playing football or soccer with Chris cycling around with the other kids and blah 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 blah. Also, while hoovering or vacuuming, um, this is all scored to Dude Looks Like a Lady by Aerosmith. A bit on the nose there, again, the music's a bit on the nose. I mean, who hasn't danced around while vacuuming? Like you haven't. Days later, Daniel sees Stu kissing Miranda, so gives him the finger, and then plans to break them up. That's a bit of a dick move right there. He even goes as far as snapping off the Mercedes badge from his big flashy Mercedes-Benz car. That's a dick move right there. I mean, hmm. And note, William tries his best to break Bronson, going as far as to make lewd comments, but Tina never broke him, much to Robin Williams's annoyance. It is here Miranda introduces Dick Fire to Stu, who almost blows his cover when asking where in England he is from. Wait, she's supposed to be English? I could have sworn she's Scottish from Dundee. But who knows? I'm loving the shade Mr. Dipfire throws at Stu for having a big German car. You know, big car, small eagle. <clears throat> now, wait. If Miranda knows Stu from college days, shouldn't Daniel know Stu? After all, Stu says, quote, she's the one that got away and he has no hard feelings, unquote. Hmm. So here Miranda tells Mrs. Dipfire she might be in love with Stu. In fact, she's going out with drinks uh, with him that night, so she has to babysit while she is out on the town. This does not sit well with Daniel, who tells her she's rushing into things and she'll take things extremely slowly. Anyway, moving on. While Miranda is out on her date, Chris finds out Mrs. Dipfire is a man, as Daniel doesn't lock the toilet door. So the jig is up, Daniel has to come clean that he is indeed Mrs. Doubtfire. He then begs his two eldest children to keep his secret from Natalie and indeed Miranda, as he's loving spending time with them, because two teens would keep that secret for nothing. Mm-hmm. At his day job, Daniel bumps into his boss, Mr. Lundy, played by Robert Prosky, and complains that the afternoon kids' show is... Boring as fuck, and indeed, the guy is a dinosaur talking about dinosaurs, as he entertained him when he was a kid, yada yada yada. So he's offered a job and to meet for drinks to hammer out his plans and ideas for the show. Okay then, but wouldn't you know it, because it's a Disney movie, it's the same restaurant that Miranda, Stu and the kids are going for Miranda's birthday. Who would have thunk? Barbie, you're telling me that the head of the studio is hanging around a TV set of the lowest rating show on the network? 
Also, he just hands out a job to Daniel. Shouldn't he have seen his whole act thing before? I mean, shouldn't he have seen his CV sort of thing? Or his resume, his medics call it. Gee, you know, he's a voice actor, not just some bloody janitor. Handyman. Anyway, days later, Miranda winds Mrs. Doubtfire over tea, but of course, about how hard it was living with Daniel. Then, why the fuck did you stay married for 15 years? I'm guessing the band-aids, aka the kids, didn't help much then. Also, why did these two ever hook up in the first place, let alone get married? He's a free spirit where she's so uptight and controlling. Also, these face-to-face sit-downs go on for days on end, or hours rather. Um, and Miranda doesn't realise that Daniel is Mrs. Doubtfire. Is she fucking blind? Anyway, she goes on to say that she grew to hate Daniel, as he was always between jobs and took no responsibility, and indeed would always trash the place while playing with the kids, whether she was always controlling and demanding, and now she's free of him, she can enjoy the kids, and indeed enjoy her life again. So maybe divorce isn't such a bad thing then. But disheartened with this, Daniel returns home, as days later... The whole family spent a day at the pool. Cue Daniel being a dick by hitting Stu in the back of the head with a lime. Because, I don't know, I mean, you're supposed to sympathise Mrs. Doubtfire, but Daniel's a complete dick here, so I don't get Daniel's annoyance at Stu. Sure, he's, quote, moving on in the family, but he seems like a good man. He likes the kids, and indeed, Miranda seems to love him. So what the fuck's going on here? Why is Daniel such a dick? Should he be the bigger man and move the fuck on? Hmm. Anyway, days later, Daniel is caught on the set playing with dinosaurs and indeed offered a job on the spot as a new kiddie TV host. Anyway, back to Daniel's flat. It's tidy and he's cooked the kids a meal. Everyone is impressed, even Miranda. Because apparently Daniel couldn't cook, he couldn't clean and he couldn't do nothing for himself. By the way, where the fuck did he find the time to learn how to cook between the two jobs and all the travel to and from jobs. Where the hell do you learn how to cook? Where do you learn how to clean? Etc, etc. Anyway, moving on. Days later, Miranda asked Mrs. Doubtfire advice for an outfit to wear for her birthday dinner with Stu. As he is taking her and the kids to a fancy restaurant that Friday. Too bad. Mrs. Doubtfire is now invited because it's the same restaurant as the one he's meeting his new boss at. Again, shouldn't Stu have, like, I don't know, cancelled something, or, or, I don't know, Mr. Fire had a heart condition or something like that, I mean, moving on. Also, this is after the same place, the same time as the job interview, hijinks can ensue. As Mrs. Dickfire and the kids arrive at the same time as Mr. Lundy, Cube getting drunk on double scotches galore. Then he has to sit and eat dinner with the family as he drinks more wine. Again and again, he runs to and from the family to his boss getting more and more drunk, going as far as sitting at the wrong table in full drag. So he tells his boss it's his new character for the kids' TV show. Again, much like earlier, this thing drags on and on and on and wears also thin. So finally, Stu chokes on pepper, which Daniel puts in his food because Daniel, again, is a bit of a dick. So Mrs. Doubtfire has to give him the Heimlich remover, a maneuver rather, to save his life. With this, his mask falls off, so Miranda now knows he's Mrs. Doubtfire. As days later, in court, Miranda gets full custody of the kids, as Daniel is put on a list because he's quote-unquote a weirdo. 
write it in. Up to Buddy Hubber, he gets his job on TV and gets to see the kids as Miranda lifts the restraining order sort of thing from Daniel and he lives happily ever after. So that was Mrs. Doubtfire, a quick, sharp and funny early 90s kiddies movie that still has hilarious moments even after all these years. However, some of the things Daniel does is a bit dicky, such as almost killing Stu. Overall, I would say this is a good family fun movie. A solid 8 out of 10. However, I think Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, aka, or Daniel rather, is a bit of a mm, in this movie, so I'm going to knock two points off. Also, the jokes need to be stretched too much, so... Mm. Anyway, don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Check out my other podcasts such as House, Batman, The Owen, Cycle and more. Also my solo podcast of Hairspray, Elvira, Mrs. of the Dark, Rocky Horror Picture Show and more. A bye, Handra member. I watch these movies so you don't have to.